You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to the On Deck Podcast right here on the Line Star app. It's me, it's Chris Meany, and welcome to the weekend edition. If Friday was a slate that was fraught with traps, oh my goodness, this weekend, so many wonderful pitching matchups that we want to target. And yeah, sure, other people will too. But Chris, we've got a lot on the line here. We've got some aces that uh, need to show up again and some aces that have some spectacular uh, opponent matchups coming into Saturday slate at the very least. My goodness, there's going to be a whole lot of cash game play that might even turn into some tournament wins. Oh, man. Yeah, what a different slate compared to Friday. Yeah, welcome to the show, guys. Let's try to win some money for everybody. Happy Easter. But there are a lot of studs on the board. I mean, Friday we were trying to just pick through a couple pitchers that we were going to go with. And Saturday, I mean, there's going to be some tough decisions. We got Jacob deGrom on the hill. We got Max Scherzer on the hill. Your boy, Louis Castillo. We got Garrett Cole, Aaron Nola. Like, there are some stud pitchers on the board. Trevor Bauer is another one. I just kind of skipped over him. Like, there's a lot of studs. Uh, Tie on as well. Like it's goodness. crazy. You're gonna find some cheap bats. You gotta find them somewhere. I don't know where we're gonna find them, but we're gonna have to. We're gonna. We might have to go even uh, oppo on somebody. We'll find yeah, out we here. Will. Uh, like I, I have a sneaking suspicion of where I'm gonna start. That's for sure. So we're gonna start in uh, the one o'clock games here on Saturday, and you got uh, Heath Fillmeyer, who I believe someone took his stapler. I'm pretty sure <laughs> Heath Fillmeyer is still looking for his red stapler. He can't find it anywhere, and it's really frustrating to him. He's taking on Masahiro Tanaka. And look, you know what? If you want to take a notch below all those guys and beef up offensively, this is the one to do it. It's Tanaka against Kansas City. He's at home. He's against Phil Meyer. This should be a W. Now, I know this is a trap because we've fallen into this a lot this year, but I think Tanaka can get it done here against Kansas City. Am I, is this fool's gold? Am I going to get fooled again here? Because, <laughs> I mean, how many times am I going to get punched in the face by the Yankees at home against matchups they should win? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's it feels like it's been six or seven times at least this team has has not lived up to expectations. They've been minus two hundred favorites multiple times, and they haven't won. But yeah, I mean, this is an opportunity. I think at least you know if you want to take the Yankees on the money line or take them by two runs, I think you can do that from a DFS standpoint. I mean, just stay clear, man. Like they should have success against Fillmire. Like I, I, I skipped over him when I was talking about the studs. Um, but jokes aside, this guy does not strike anybody out, and he walks a lot of guys. He's a very small sample size in his major league career uh, he only has 90 innings 90.1 and he's got a 6.08 k per nine and a 3.49 walks per nine uh, so that's it's that's obviously not good no it's and not good it's not at all so maybe the yankees will wake up maybe some of their bats but they just for as, as much as they've struggled joe there's no discount on these guys like no, there's nothing that's, that's you're right and that's the that's the misery of it but there have been discounts on the tigers and Chicago oh, yeah. White Sox lately, and that's the next game on the slate here at 1 o'clock. Now, granted, keep an eye. Weather could be tricky all weekend, but, you know, we pre-record the show for the weekend, so that goes without saying, yet I said it anyway. It's a funny phrase, isn't it? That goes without saying, but you always usually <laughs> say something yeah. that goes without saying first. But why <laughs> did you say it? I don't know. Whatever. But Irvin Santana and Daniel Norris means runs. Uh, I, I like the Detroit lineup. We talked on Friday's show about uh, Castellanos 
and about Cabrera heating up a little bit. And same thing over on the White Sox side. So Eloy, uh, Brayu's been grossly underpriced. So a lot of those guys are back in play. Tim Anderson as well. Jacob DeGrom takes on the Cardinals. Now, DeGrom has not been good lately. Okay, back-to-back non-quality starts in matchups that, frankly, should have basically DeGromed the opponent. He's taking on Miles Miklos in this one. Is it time to get back on the DeGrom train, or are we saying, nah, screw that, we're going to try to uh, you know, move on to another guy here in the early games? I'm going to move on. Okay. I, I, really, I really am. I think, I think it's know, fair. Yeah, I just – I'm going to play multiple lineups, and I'll may, I may have some small exposure to him, like one or two, just to maybe because people may be feeling like I am – stay away from him in a matchup against St. Louis, but you're right. He does. He hasn't looked the same. We've talked a lot about stud pitchers, you know, out of the gate, really slow. Uh, 53% hard hit rate is not normal for DeGrom. It's the fifth highest mark in baseball. He's, he's up there with guys that, you know, are not great, right? He doesn't belong in that category. Uh, but right now he's getting hit hard and there's some bats in St. Louis that, you know, have, there's some pop in their bats. There's some guys who make good contact. So yeah, I'm just going to kind of stay clear. And, you know, I think when we, when we talk about some of these stud pitchers and you're going to have to get on some bats, you mentioned Detroit and we, we were in on them Friday. I think it's a great opportunity to target some Tigers bats against Santana. Who's, who's been a gas can over the past little no, while. He's got 15, 15 home runs his last 30 innings, Joe. That game's got six, five written all over it. Uh, yeah. So, so maybe just stay clear of DeGrom and we can spend up elsewhere. Yeah. Well, look, you got Granky taking on you Darvish and the Cubs in here too, which is going to be, uh, I mean, I lean towards Granky in this matchup. It's going to depend on pricing, depending on which site you're playing on, also where the discount is, if any. I imagine you'll get not a huge discount on Granky. Like you're basically, it's like the notch below. If you just don't, if you if there's bats you like and you just can't get to the Degrom level, you just can't get to the Trevor Bauer level, then Granky is that slight fade from the top of those guys, which I'm fine with. Now, however, I am not. I, we did the U Darvish on Monday. <laughs> yeah, we sweated that one out in Miami. We did it. We did it. And I'm not going, nope. I'm, again, I'm taking the pass. I did it. And you walk away and you continue to leave on a high note. You're not going back to U Darvish, are you? No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, no, no. That was a good no. matchup in Miami. We, we, like I said, we sweated out. He's still walking a ton of guys, right? I mean, he's got yeah. 15 oh, he's walks good, he's not a good pitcher 17 innings. No, no he's, he's not. Uh, Derek Holland uh, and Jameson Tyon on Saturday tie up there in this one. I do like Tyon in this one. This is another guy like Greinke. If you're looking for a little more cost-efficient with two pitchers in there that are very uh, very strong matchup potential, I, I think that – and look, you know, the Cubs haven't hit much either, so neither have San Francisco. So I think Tyon and Greinke are two guys I can get behind in that middle-tier pairing those guys together a little bit more cost-effective than maybe going up to the top for a bower and then down to somebody else that you just don't like. And also depends on how you're going to break up the slate, too, and which site you're playing on because the Nationals game is at six, which you're going to get to in a second. Shoemaker takes on fires here. I'm going to go back to that Blue Jays middle of the order. I'm going to go back to Grichuk, and I'm going to go back to Smoke, and I'm going to go back to Teoscar Hernandez. I like all three of them in this one. Uh, Chris uh, Shoemaker has been a guy that's been pretty good all year. Do you like him against the A's in this ballpark? Is that another fade from the top of the guys uh, rotation-wise on the Saturday afternoon slate? I do like Shoemaker, and he's had some success. Obviously, former Angel, he's had some success pitching in Oakland against this A's team. He can strike guys out, can limit the walks, and he's off to a really good start this season. So I do like Shoemaker, and and that's the stack, I think. You know, I got a couple written down here is maybe just cheap stacks because there's some pitchers that are – you mentioned Tyon. I think Tyon is, is, the, is the way to go for me. San Fran ranks 27th, 28th, 29th, or 30th in every single offensive category. I'm talking average, Woba, on base percentage, slugging, home runs, runs. So I, I think Tyon is a strong 
strong option. And then the Jays are going to be affordable against fires. I know it's in Oakland, but yeah, but it's, that's why it's going to be, yeah. it's going to be oddly affordable because of the ballpark factor. Exactly. And I don't care. I mean, right. They'll score runs in that ballpark. As long as Mike fires is on the Hill, Trevor oh, yeah. Bauer taking on Tehran at four o'clock Eastern time. Uh, in Cleveland. Now, the weather the night before is going to be mucky. We'll see if that carries over or not. But look, you know, this is that this is that that line we've been walking with Cleveland all year. It all depends upon how you and whether or not too on uh, Friday, if that had gotten rained out, if mm-hmm. Uber gets bumped and how that all works out. But look, Trevor Bauer, like all the other Indians guys, good matchups are, you know, are nice to have. It's nice to have them on the hill, but that offense we're just not 100% sold on still. I know Lindor's coming back soon. That's good. Uh, that's that's a positive thing for this lineup. But uh, what is your take on Bauer in this slate when you compare him to the other guys? Yeah, he's just kind of – I love Bauer. I think he's phenomenal. The walk's definitely an issue. Going to rack up some strikeouts. But the Braves are a team that – I just feel like it's a contrarian play. I really do. Like, to spend up against the Braves, they can get to any pitcher. They really can. I mean, the, their offense is, is great. If there's one thing – I'll say, you know, they just don't strike out a ton. So um, Bauer may not be the best option. Overall, he's probably my third or fourth. I think there's other options I'd rather spend up on. Okay, and the one guy I do want to spend up on, it's on a 6 o'clock game, so it depends yeah. on how you break it all up. It's Max Scherzer against Jose Urena in Miami. Oh, yes, all the Max Scherzer, please. Don't care. I mean, whatever. Drop, drop 50, drop 60, whatever it is. It's Max Scherzer. It's, it's double-digit strikeouts. It's a W. It's guaranteed. Just get it's guaranteed points. Just and don't look get who he's cute. Look, don't get cute, okay? Don't get cute yeah. and take some uh, take Juan Soto <laughs> and bear him up there. <laughs> Soto and Scherzer show, and then try to figure it out. And we can if you're taking some of the guys on the Blue Jays uh, side. If you're taking some of the guys in uh, Detroit and uh, Chicago, I think you could get some work done there and, and make it work. Uh, Porcello and Charlie Morton in this one. Look at six o'clock Tampa offense look has been pretty decent i'm gonna go back to that Choi well and tommy fam and some of those other guys in this one too i i you know it's hard to argue uh porcello's guy who's imminently hittable and i'll tell you what charlie morton's another one of these guys as a secondary pitcher especially very much in play and i think the ownership will be lower because it's boston but boston hasn't earned that this year for me no he hasn't no they haven't He's at the all perfect guy in terms of ownership being low but good return on investment on saturday yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Red Sox bats, I know, so slow. I, I Like I said, I'd like to jump on them sometimes in the road dogs, but not when they're going up against a good pitcher. I like Charlie Morton a lot. And for P- Porcello, I mean, it's just been so bad for him. 12 walks and in 11 innings. He's given up three homers. Last year, he gave up 27 bombs. The year before that, 38 bombs. He's allowed at least 23 home runs in each of his last four seasons. So we've been talking Rays all week, Joe. Continue to continue to jump on some Count of these on. bats. Yeah, All right. Martin Perez of the Minnesota Twins <laughs> takes on Dan Straley of the Orioles. And uh, there's going to be a whole lot of offense in this one, boy. Oh, boy. Give me, uh, give me all of them. Give me Dwight Smith. Give me Mancini. Uh, love those two guys in this matchup here against Perez. Love it to death. Uh, and, again, we talked yesterday. You know, it's funny. Some of the carryovers, the carryover. The middle yeah. of the order for the Twins, Rosario, Cruz, Polanco. Yep. All yep. those guys in this game, too. And depending on how you're playing them, if the night slate has got Scherzer in it, you might get some discounts there on some of the Orioles and stuff like that. But, look, that's, that's where your offense is. There's, there's got to be runs in this game. This, yeah. this is not a 2-1 game. This no. Not. Guys. Not with these guys. 
Straley has a 46% fly ball rate for his career <laughs> and 47% hard hit rate last year. So there's going to be an opportunity for the twins to go yard. Yeah. Give me some revenge cruise. Like he's, I think he's going to have a big weekend. By the way, uh, how did that, uh, you know, that, that last start for Martin Perez, right? He actually did go six innings. He, he, did, he did. Five strikeouts. Yeah. He walked two. You know, it was against Toronto. was at home. But so, I mean, it's a little different environment in Baltimore. You it know, is, not yeah. Not Toronto's it, easy, but. No, it, was, it wasn't a bad show. Okay, I'll give him a little bit of credit there. If Martin Perez has another good start here and then a third one against a team of, of note, I will stop making fun of him. But until that yeah. happens, it's all we need to fun. see a little bit more from him. Eugene yeah. <laughs> Ryu fair. is going to take on the Brewers there. Uh, he's returning from his injury. This is a tough one for me because of the ballpark, so I'm going to fade Ryu in this slate. Brewers still TBD. Uh, that means, depending on who does get that start, um, you might want to get involved in the Dodgers, who you've gotten no discount on anywhere. No. In, so it's just Pollock on FanDuel. That's about yeah. it. That's all I've seen. Yeah, a little bit of Pollock, uh, sometimes Muncie. You know, it's really the bottom half of that lineup you're getting the discount on. Garrett Cole and the Astros take on Adrian Sampson. So we were all over on, uh, on Scherzer in the, I guess, the interim middle, depending on how you break up the day. If you are playing and, and Scherzer's part of that night slate, is Garrett Cole for a couple hundred dollars less going to be worth it for you? I think so, yeah. And, and just really looking at Cole last year and this year against Texas, man, he has just had some a lot of success. Earlier this year, he had nine strikeouts against Texas. He went six innings, hardly gave up anything. And then and then look at some of his strikeout totals last year. He, he faced Texas four times. Like, look at this outing, 11K in seven innings, 14 in seven, eight in six, seven in five. Like, he just racks up strikeouts against Texas. And maybe people will shy away because it's in Texas and he can give up the home run here and there. But I think he's maybe a solid pivot off Scherzer, depending on what kind of format you're playing in. All right, now moving on to the next one here. You've got, uh, well, everybody wants Aaron Nola to get right, but I don't think it's going to happen in oh, Colorado. Man. It's just not. <laughs> it's any... the ultimate contrarian play. If it is. That. <laughs> That's it what is. I was, I was going to say the same yeah. exact thing. If you're just going to say, uh, screw it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, may, I may dabble a little bit. I may have one or two, but yeah, you're right. Nola has not looked good, Joe. He is struggling with command. One. One. Yeah, maybe just one. I mean, Colorado, when I look overall at their numbers, striking at 26% of the time, at two. 262 Woba against right-handed pitching. That's the second worst mark in baseball, but they're getting some of their bats back, which will help their lineup a lot. And just for Nola, it's just really, if you're just looking to be different, that's all it is. I mean, you definitely can't trust him in cash and you can't have a lot of exposure to him until he turns it around. You need to see it. Don't be wasting all your money. All right. Now I will be spending a lot of money on these next two pitchers in these last games here, because these are my favorite two pairings they are going to be cost effective you're going to have to pay for them a decent amount, especially Luis Castillo of the Reds going against the Padres. Reds bats starting to come around a little bit. That's a good thing. But Castillo has been lights out. Um, I know that last game, he didn't quite go his way, but still got the strikeouts. It's just kind of yeah. hard at the end there. But look, it, it, he was getting squeezed a little bit too. So I think sometimes that enters into it. But going against Eric Lahr here uh, in the Padres, love this matchup for Castillo. And then you say Kikuchi. I say yes. <laughs> yeah, you should. Another yeah. lefty against the Angels. Now, Trevor Cahill's been decent. He has. He's been decent yeah. at times. But still, everything that we talked about with Marco Gonzalez on Friday, all that carries over to this start here against the Angels for Kikuchi as well. The lefty just give the Angels all kinds of problems so far this year. Yeah, they, re they really do. We, we mentioned it. You're right. It all carries over. Dead last last year and average so far this year. Dead last and average in Woba against lefty. So it, it carries over. And for Cahill – 
fly ball pitcher, there's an opportunity. You want some cheap bats in your lineup, like Ryan Healy is, is one of those guys um, who's who's very cheap. I mean, Domingo Santana's prices dropped down a little bit, and, and Beckham as well, since they've kind of cooled off. But uh, they scored 11 on Thursday against the Angels. They're going to have a big weekend. And, yeah, Cincy, I think that's the stack, right? We mentioned them on Friday. I think mm-hmm. that's that's a, those are some cheap oh, bats. Oh, yeah, cheap in, in ones there. on FanDuel. So that yeah. if they are cheap again – Take and they, they should be. They should. I don't know why. I don't know if that was just against Strom and the lefty or whatever. I don't know. I just didn't get it. Just, or if, maybe they're just slow, slow maybe, starts a little maybe. bit. The fact that they're playing at Petco. I mean, you can attack Lauer um, for sure. And, and for Suarez, 11 home runs, 426 Woba against lefties last season. Kemp is a career 315 hitter against lefties. Uh, Votto has struggled. So his prices dropped down a little bit. He's hitting in the leadoff spot. So if you want to spend up a pitching and you should a couple guys, lots of options, it's the Jays that maybe you can attack and Cincy that you can attack will, you know, just be easy on your wallet. All right. Uh, let's go over to Sunday and turn the page to the holiday. And uh, you got Jorge Lopez against James Paxton. Now Paxton coming off a huge uh, start against uh, the it, Red Sox strikeout performance against the yeah. Red Sox there. So, but Lopez is a guy who's been sneaky. Good. <laughs> okay. This is a guy that I've been looking at in some of the deeper leagues on waiver wires and you look at the K walk. It's been good. If you're going to troll, this weekend, Jorge Lopez might be the troll. It might be a, you know, you might be the Easter egg surprise. <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, we talked about this Yankee lineup being a disappointment <laughs> and, yeah. and how they've struggled against teams they're supposed to beat at home. If I felt good about Tanaka, for some reason, I feel terrible about a letdown here with Paxton. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know why. I, I can't support it statistically, except the fact that Lopez has pitched well and Maybe Paxton's just put a little bit undue pressure on himself, and maybe there's a letdown after that Red Sox game. I'm not saying you can't have Paxton shares, too. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. I'm saying maybe you have the one lineup that's got Jorge Lopez in it because I think that's a possibility there in this one. Uh, striking guys out, Joe. He's striking guys out. 11.8 swinging strike percentage. He, he struggles with the home runs, but he and, definitely you know, that order, you, know, the, you know, that order with Mondesi and Merrifield and Dozier's been hitting well and Soler, and it's not great. But no. it's, it's better than people are giving it credit yeah, for. Yeah, it's much better than last year. You know, so it's it just depends on which Paxton we're going to get. And so far, I'm not confident right now in 2019 which Paxton's going to show up. Kyle Gibson and Dylan Bundy, uh, another one where you would imagine there's uh, some home runs to be hit in this game. So everything, again, we said on Saturday, yeah. carry over again for the Sunday slate. Yeah, Bundy's Even Strasburg in the 1 o'clock games, too, against Trevor Richards. You know I hate him, but... Steven Strasburg it is. I'm going to go down to this well again. I will be. Yeah. I think it's fair. I think it's fair to go down there. I mean, I know he's been disappointing, especially the last one. He was rolling against I hate San to Fran. say it, dude, but out, uh, honestly, in outside of Colin McHugh, who we're going to get to later, I don't know if there's a pitcher I like more on this 1 o'clock slate. Than Strasburg? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to do it. I mean, everything I applies. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has the potential to obviously win you a tournament. He really does. It's just one or two winnings I find with Strasburg, especially this season. Like I said, he was cruising against San Fran. All of a sudden, he walks a couple, boom, a home run. And then and then he's in trouble and, you know, he gets he loses the potential win. But, you know, in Miami, spacious ballpark, yeah, you, you got to like Strasburg. Too. Yeah, um, uh, you just you just got to go there. Uh, he can, you can get six innings out of him there. I think it's fine. Six innings, eight strikeouts. That's what I'm looking for for Strasburg. That'll do it. And I think it's, I think it's the safest one, especially when you consider later on here you get Archer coming back against San Fran. Everybody knows I'm not a big Archer fan. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez, he's been lit up. So again, again, here we go. We yeah. keep talking about this all weekend. Friday we talked about it. We just talked about it in the first half of the show. 
White Sox, Detroit. There's got to be runs in one of these games or all of these games here because there's opportunity because the pitchers here, we're going to see a lot of that, you know, and still Detroit doesn't know who they're starting on Sunday. Right. So there's still a lot of questions there with that. Uh, then you go into David Price and Tyler Glass now, and you look at this one. I, okay, I'm going to pose it to you first. Pick one. Who do you like better, Glass now or David Price in this matchup? I like Price. I like okay. Price um, just a little bit more because the Rays are striking out. Like as 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 solid as they as they've been offensively and getting some home runs, they still have a high K rate. Um, it's one of the two. I, I'm I'm I'll actually stay away from it altogether. But if I'm going to choose one, it probably will be Price. I'm going to stay away from them too because I do think this is one of those coin flips where you're you know you're right or wrong. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a good investment, but I'm gonna go the other route. I'm gonna go Glass now. I just I, until Mookie Betts really starts coming around, and maybe really this is the weekend he does. I just feel like he's you know just that offense is kind of sputtering because he's not right. And when he gets right, we shall see. Now Clayton Listen, Kershaw, David Price is talking a lot. He better back it up on the mound. This guy's talking about uh, what else is here? His, his you know, recent quote big. about how like hey, JD and Mookie better pick it up. Will they be traded? It's like I know you were being sarcastic, but just don't even say that kind of stuff because that's a yeah, ticket out of Boston. He's a big mouth. He's just he's an idiot. Yeah, well, when's he out? He's gonna be yeah. the first guy out the door. Yeah, down, Clayton Kershaw had a good first return here. Now he's gonna go to Milwaukee and have to face this lineup in that building, which is not fun. No. Uh, so I guess the question is. You're not going to get a discount on Kershaw. It ain't happening, kids. It's just not happening. So don't expect it. Don't look for it. Do you take it because you like the fact that the ownership might be slightly lower because of the matchup? Look, Strasburg has his warts. Syndergaard has had his warts this year, too. We're going to get to him in a second. Is Clayton Kershaw actually worth the look because the ownership might be low because of how good the Brewers have been in that building so far? Yeah, I think so. I do. I mean, we're talking about one of the better pitchers in baseball when he's fully healthy. And his first start, he went seven innings. Like, I was pretty surprised. I thought maybe he would just go four or five. Yeah, I mean, he had six strikeouts. He didn't walk anybody. He allowed two runs. He allowed a home run, obviously, to Puig in the first inning. And then he settled down. He was was fine. So the, the fact that we just saw Urias go in there and and pitch a gem and rack up some strikeouts. There's no question that I think the Kershaw can do that. Another lefty. I know Milwaukee has success. There's some guys in that lineup that can hit lefties. Obviously, Yelich and Kane, uh, Brian Braun, of course. But yeah, I'll take the chance going into Milwaukee and maybe a little bit of a low ownership for sure. Now, I don't love this matchup for Syndergaard. I mean, this is a good lineup, and he's given up nine runs in his last two starts and. I don't know. I, I can't I figure lo- him out, Joe. I, I love the talent of Syndergaard, and he's got to be very frustrating for fantasy owners. I don't own any Syndergaard shares this year in season no, long. Me neither. But I, as a Mets fan, I am always rooting for him because I love the guy. I think he's great. It's just it's very frustrating because this is a guy who should be dominating, and I don't know why he's not more consistent. And that's the thing. It's the inconsistencies and the price tag. You're not giving me a discount on the inconsistency, no. so I'm going to fade away from it. I do yeah. – I mean – then we got the two lefties, Robbie Ray and Quintana, squaring up there in the afternoon in Chicago. And Quintana, very good in his last start. I'll take Quintana in this one in the coin flip. Again, though, I think this is one of those – I don't feel as strongly about running away from this one as I did uh, that Boston Rays game. Right. For this one, I think Quintana is the one way I will lean, and I think there might be something to gain here as a secondary pitcher against the Diamondbacks at home here for the Cubs. I like Quintana. I like him a lot. He, you know, he, look at his starts and his his first start this season in Texas, four scoreless, eight K. 
His, I'll skip over his second one. <laughs> his third one against Pittsburgh, seven scoreless, 11K. Then his last one against Miami, seven scoreless, 7K. So three of his four outings have been scoreless. He's given up eight earned runs. That one start came in Milwaukee where he allowed three home runs and gave up eight earned runs in three innings. Like, let's give him a pass there. The other three, he's been brilliant. So I, I like this spot. Diamondbacks got some some guys that swing and miss in their lineup, and I don't like Robbie Ray at all. I just I'm not a fan of his. Like I think he's overrated. Guys are waiting for him to come around. Like he just walks way too many guys. Too inefficient. Too yeah. many home runs. So I think the Cubs will have success against them, which will you know give Quintana a good shot to get a win. All right, Colin McHugh and Strasburg are my favorite two pitchers on this slate here, and. Uh, look, I'll pay whatever the cost is for McHugh. We talked about him last time he was on. We were all over Colin McHugh. We were right about that. We cashed everywhere with him, and and you should. I mean, he's just it's a no-brainer. The guy talking about another guy who's pitched really well this year. And there were some people who were skeptical that last year he couldn't do it. And uh, you know, he, just because he was good in the bullpen didn't mean it was going to translate. Well, guess what? You're wrong. It's translating. And Shelby Miller is certainly going to help him out. So definitely like him. And on that Shelby Miller note too. We talked earlier in the week on Friday, or should I say or in the weekend, about those Astros bats. There you go again. This is a great oh, spot yeah. here for Correa and Brantley and some of those other guys to kind of you know keep coming around here. Maybe the cheaper end of those bats in the uh, middle of that Houston Astro order. For sure. I mean, I'm, I, I got to imagine, you know, eventually these guys like Brantley and Correa are going to jump up to where they're – I mean, it's just so much disrespect, I feel like, for both of those guys. I mean, Brantley is near the top in, in plate appearances with guys on base and, and guys in scoring position, and it's because of guys like Altuve and Springer on the top of that lineup. So, absolutely. And McHugh, I don't know why people disrespect him, but he's a he has a career 3.81 ERA in just under 800 innings. Like, this guy has been a dominant pitcher, whether it's out of the pen or he's a starter. He's, he's he always had talent. It's always a matter of him, you know. Yeah putting it all together and it looks some guys figure it out later than others and he's figuring yeah. it out. Yeah. Uh, now, if you want to get involved in this Colorado game with John Gray and Jared Eikhoff, this, I'm going to go back to my first start here of Jorge Lopez. I think that's your guy. <laughs> like that, that's your dude. You troll James Paxton in the Yankee lineup and how bad they've been in Yankee stadium against teams they are supposed to beat. And that's going to allow you to go into this game. And I th- can understand wanting a lot of pieces in this game, especially in the daytime. <laughs> the ball's oh, for sure. On there. So I think that's the guy that makes this work here. And that means Harper and that means Reese Hoskins. And that means all those, you know, you can, you can go and dance with the big boys. If you go all the way down and get a Jorge Lopez. Yeah. There's going to be some runs scored in, in this game for sure. And it's not so. often you get that right, Chris, where you get a guy where you're like, you know what, this is not crazy, but the price is, you know, clearly a, a discount. We're talking a, a big discount pitcher, you know, and I, I I, I like it. It's just nobody's paid attention to that guy. And look, if it busts, it busts. But at the same time, the, you might have enough offense where even if he's just mediocre, it might carry you at least to some pay lines potentially. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I think that to, this may – obviously, it's easy to say in core is maybe the highest scoring game, but it's a good chance. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it's hard not to think it's going to be the highest scoring one. It really – I mean, right. with those two guys and the way that, you know – like it's just it's kind of just due you know it's like yeah you know it's gonna come to a head here you got mike leak going against the angels aaron sanchez against brett anderson tyler mall against lucchese max freed against shane bieber in the night game so taking the night game out of it here uh tyler malls pitched okay this year but it's not something i'm in love with lucchese no. though again i'm, I'm looking another for suarez lefty. another yeah. lefty so uh-huh. you get all these lefties and i'm waiting for 
you know, Puig's gotten better, but I'm waiting for Suarez to break out. I want this to be the Suarez weekend, so I'm going to be getting it on that before everybody else does, and I think these are the guys to do it with. And Lucas is not bad. It's just No, he's not. No. It's that amazing. The third straight game that'll be for Cincy against San Diego with with a lefty. Yeah, I mean we we mentioned Suarez and Kemp and Puig and Votto for Friday, Saturday. Why not continue to roll? You know, hopefully they have some success on those nights and you know they carry the it into Sunday. But yeah, I mean why not? And I think there's an opportunity to jump on. I know I keep tossing out Anderson Simmons, but he's a high contact guy going up against a high contact pitcher, Mike Leakes. Mm-hmm. So it's just a standalone play. I'm not saying to stack the Angels, but you want to get a cheap option at shortstop, this is your guy right there. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, too. It's also worth paying attention to the A's against Sanchez, too. I think at home on Sunday, you might see a little bit there from them. Anything else in these last couple games here uh, between Angels, Mariners, Blue Jays, A's, and Reds, Padres that you like? Not really. I, I do like I do like the Reds. Um, it's very Sunday, easy. I feel like to focus on Sunday. Sunday is like I think a much easier focus day than Saturday. Saturday's got a yeah. lot more you could choose from. Absolutely. Sunday is always a little bit tricky with some lineups. You get some guys, you know, get the rest in there. Who knows? Um, you know, if some of, some of the studs are going to be able to play. But uh, I, I can I, I don't know who's starting that Angels game, but I can guarantee you it's he's not going to be good. So Seattle. <laughs> Is going to be is it's going to I'm going to continue to to ride them uh, this weekend and you know there might be an opportunity for San Diego too. I mentioned Margo earlier this week. You know, top the order for the Padres. Um, you know, he's getting more at bats. He's got some sneaky power. Got some speed. Set the table for some other guys in there. All right, so let's call our shot for the weekend. We're just going to open it up. Ooh. So who's the guy that's going to go yard this weekend? So you got two days here to be right or wrong about it. We've like I said, we're batting 500 so far in the year doing this. That's pretty good all things considered so you got anybody that sticks out over the weekend to you as you go through the slates if you say yep that's the guy that's my dude it's happening for that uh, let's see let's go let's mind. go cruise let's go okay. i'll go with cruise right. um on saturday against dan straley he's gonna take him yard all right i'm gonna go well I mean, you don't have to give the day but i'll i'll, I'll take that <laughs> i'm gonna take uh mr soto uh, against uh, Urena. that's where i'm going i want mr one, yeah. juan soto to go yard on saturday He's eating yeah. up, baby. He's getting he hot. Woo! He yes. That's what you want to do. And uh, along with the podcast, make sure you are downloading and using the Line Star app. It's, it's, again, one of the best tools out there for daily fantasy. You really should upgrade to, to the premium product because for 15 bucks a month, it is brilliant. If you're somebody that's even spending 50 to 100 bucks, if you want to make sure you're getting that money back and growing that money, it's the way to do it. You go over there. You download the app and you upgrade to the optimizer of the, the, uh, the higher end package rather. And it's just all the tools are in there. It's so easy to go listen to the pod, go ahead and pair that along with all the great data and information there and make good decisions and put yourself in a position to succeed because that's what it's all about. We hope everybody has a great holiday weekend. I will be on vacation next week with my kids and by vacation, I mean a trip to universal because Vacation really is like me on a beach with someone bringing me cocktails. <laughs> this is like a trip. This is more work. You're you know, there's rides and you got to like, you know, wait online and you got to, you know, take care of everybody all the time. So it's more of a trip. It's a vacation for them. It's a trip for me. But Chris will be uh, flying here with some of the Line Star boys on uh, first couple days of the week. But yes. don't worry. I'll be back. And Friday, we'll be back on our regular pace. So we appreciate you. Uh, listening to the program and if you haven't yet make sure you subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts because we are everywhere yes give us a good give us a review too it'll it'll help you know help that's right i mean it's the it's the holidays you know 
do yeah. something nice. Give us a nice review. I mean, come That's on. Right. That's right. <laughs> All right. So uh, that'll do it for me and Chris Meany. And uh, there's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle, step into the batter's box, and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Meany.